Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom. And supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's Next Level Supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no-cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. $0 copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey, friends, and welcome to The Happy Hour Jamie Ivy. I'm your host, and we have a great show for you today. I sit down with my friend, Jeannie Cunyon. In fact, I call her my friend, even though we've never met in real life, but we have so many mutual friends, and I adored her so very much. She has a book that came out this year called Don't Miss Out, Daring to Believe Life is Better with the Holy Spirit. And that's what we talk about today. We talk about the Holy Spirit. We talk about his role in our life, how he's working when we don't even know it. We talk about trusting him, trusting his character. We talk about who he is, what he does, and why the Holy Spirit matters in our life. We also talk about parenting and mothering and wanting to make great memories with our kids and for our kids. So this conversation hits all of my favorite things in the world, talking about God's word, talking about mothering, talking about how to be a good friend. Guys, I want to remind you that my kids book, God Made You to Be You, is available for pre-order right now. It launches in about a month, but right now you can pre-order it wherever you get books. And when you pre-order the book, we have some great fun things to give you. Go to jamieivy.com slash kids for all the information. Again, it's jamieivy.com slash kids. The book is God Made You to Be You. There's an adorable cactus named Sammy who goes on a journey of really, truly believing that he matters and that God made him with purpose. And I think this is a book that is going to help your kids understand the love that God has for them and that he made them on purpose with a reason and that they matter right where they are. I love this kid's book so much. And it's an overflow of my heart from my book I released last year for adults called UBU. So check that out wherever you get books jamieiv.com slash kids for my new book, God Made You to Be You. All right, friends, here's my conversation with Jeannie Cunyon. Welcome to the happy hour. Thank you, Jamie. I'm so happy to be with you. I am so happy that you're here. I was telling you before we started recording about how many mutual friends that we both have. And so it's really fun when this works out for me to meet a new friend that is such good friends with some of my other friends. And so this is great. And I'm so happy you're on the show today. I'm so happy to be here. Well, introduce yourself to all of our listeners. My name is Jeannie Cunyon. I am a mama to five boys. I am the author, a speaker. I'm an adoption social worker, actually, by training. I kind of stumbled into the writing and speaking world, never imagined myself here. And now I can't imagine doing anything else, but started off in adoption and social work. And I'm so glad to be with you today. I'm so excited about what we're going to talk about today. And it's definitely changed my life as somebody who was raised as a preacher's kid, somebody who's been following Jesus for since I was eight years old and just you know, in the past couple of years, really coming to discover what I was missing out on. Uh, And I never would have said I was missing out. So it's been a phenomenal last couple of years. And I'm really excited to talk about it today. 
Well, I'm excited about talking about it as well. I want to say that the other day I was looking at your Instagram and I didn't realize that you had a son from Haiti. And I was like, oh my gosh, I do too. Like two of my kids were born in Haiti. And so that is so exciting. And he is in college. Am I right about that? He is. So he just joined our family two years ago because he grew up at Danita's Children's Orphanage in Haiti. And they actually don't place for adoption, but we were allowed to welcome him into our family after he graduated from high school to come to the States and be with us and go to college. So he just finished two years of community college and he is going to start at Lipscomb in Nashville in the fall. So I know we're so proud of him. His dream is to become a pastor. And so he's kind of been checking the boxes at community college just to get to be able to, you know, start taking the classes that really matter. I'm actually really jealous of his schedule in the fall. Like I want to go to class with him (laughs) because I want to go to seminary. So he has all these amazing classes in the fall where he can finally start pursuing his dream to become a pastor. His name's Andre and he's just such a gift to our family. So I love that so much. So is this your first official sending a kid off into the world coming up right now? It is. It is because our next in line is 16. He's a rising junior. So this is the first time we're sending a kid to college. And I feel like Andre, it's like he got here and now he's already leaving. But as you know better than I do, they're home more than they're at college sometimes. You know, like we're going to send him off in two weeks, but then he'll be home in like two months. I love it. this, This is it. You know, it's funny because I've said often we are entering in to our oldest senior year in high school. And so we're like, everything feels like it's the last time. I I got that thing in my throat right now where I thought I was going to start crying. Like yes. this is, I think I'm just going to do that all year. And I think about it and I've said this so many times in the last couple of years. And I don't know if you've experienced this with Andre and if you're starting to see this with your older son, I adore and love all of my kids so much. But something happened in the last two years with our oldest where... Although I always tell my kids, I'm not your friend, I'm your mom. But something did happen in the last two years where I look at this child and think, do you want to go hang out? Like, I like you so much and now you're going to leave me. And it just feels so crazy that God gives us kids to parent and raise. And while it's a wonderful job, it is hard a lot. And it's sometimes Mm -hmm. not fun, just to be Mm -hmm. honest. Mm -hmm. And then I'm adoring this guy. And then he's going to graduate. And it's just the craziest thing. What has it been like for you? It's felt very much that way. I mean, the irony is we still have a five-year-old. So So I'm grieving people growing up and leaving, but I'm also still like sending a kindergarten in a month. But no, I, I resonate with that a lot. And I feel it's almost like you're watching what you knew God stored in your child. Like you've seen it. You've seen it in them for years. And now you're watching it come to fruition. You're watching them realize what God has stored in them. And that's such a beautiful thing to witness. And so, yeah, I resonate with that. And I was asked to answer some questions before we talked. And one of the ones was kind of what's a priority for you right now. And for me, it's very much about creating memory making trips. But that's at the top of my list right now. Like I want to go, because we have five boys, I want to go on adventurous trips. I want to make memories because I can see them starting to leave one by one. I can see them taking off and recognizing that things are going to start to change and they're going to start to look different really soon, right? Yes. I am like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I am over here (laughs) about to just start falling. I mean, I know I am losing my mind over here because I literally feel like I need a moment (laughs) to collect myself. I hope and pray that this year is not like this every day for me. And I don't think it is going to be honestly. I'm so excited for my kid that's graduating. Uh, But there is this reality of this happening. And I love where you talked about making these trips. And in fact, when we're recording this in early August, my family's leaving in just a few days to go on our family vacation. And I think through that as well, as I do these things, you know, when you're raising kids, there is this kind of feeling of like, this is the last summer before my child goes off to college. This is, we have three more with this kid and two more. And I don't like looking at life that way, but it does make you think, 
how do we make great memories? And so tell Mm -hmm. us about that. Like, I love that priority of yours, but what does that look like practically? What are you doing with your boys? I think I'm just trying to be much more intentional. I think I'm prone to not be present. Like that's something I have to be very focused on. Like I'm physically present, but am Mm. I mentally present? Am I emotionally present? I'm not, I'm always thinking about other things. I have to be very intentional about that. So just in our home on a daily basis, just being present to the things that don't seem significant. And my husband, he's really good about this. Whenever there's disconnection or a lack of connection, yeah, lack of connection with the kids, he always reminds me, Janie, go on a date. Just go on a date. Like we've known that forever, but when you have so many and life gets busy, you forget that it's the simplest thing we can do is just, hey, Andre, can we go to lunch today? I mean, so all this week I've taken each one. In fact, I started it at the beginning of the week with my son, Cal, who's 16. And we get in the car and he goes, hey, mom, what's this about? <laughs> and I was like, I just want to spend time. Cause he's like, cause you said you're going to take each one of us on a date this week. And I was like, I know he's like, so are you like, is there an announcement? Is there something coming? And I was like, no, I just, we haven't done this. It's been summer. We're out of routine. And I just, I want time with you. So just on a daily basis, those kinds of things have been really, and I know you do that I, just cause I see you on Instagram. I know that you guys are really intentional about that and you value that. And then for us making like trips, like our boys love adventure. So like, I want to, we were supposed to go last summer to the Grand Canyon and we didn't make it. And so I still want to do that trip. I want to take them to a ranch, like a dude ranch. And I want to do all the things. I want to go whitewater rafting and horseback riding. And then what I really, really want to do is take them to Israel. And I don't know if we'll be able to squeeze that in before Cal graduates, but I'm thinking it'll be my 50th birthday present because I grew up going to Israel. My parents led tours through Israel and my family has never been. And it was one of the most if not the most profound trip I've ever taken. So I'm really hopeful that we can help our boys because they're all at an age now where they know the stories well enough that yeah. if we go, like I can barely remember last week, Jamie, literally. I right. Work. Like if people ask me if I've seen a movie, I ask my husband, I'm like, honey, have I seen that movie? This is my life as well. This is, is my it? life. Yes. Yes. I'm like, I don't know if I've eaten there. Let me ask Mike. <laughs> but I can remember Israel mm. so vividly. I can remember being in the Dead Sea. I can remember being in the tomb. Like I have such vivid memories. It changed me profoundly, even at a young age. And so that's another trip. I'm really, I mean, it's a, it would be an expensive trip, but I think it would be worth it. So maybe that's my, maybe that's my big birthday present. I don't know, but it should be your big birthday present. I love it. You think so? Yes. We're going, my husband, Aaron and I are going to Israel in October and it'll be both of our first times. And so super excited. I'm just like hoping every day. I mean, you hold everything real loose right now with travel. And so just hoping that that still happens. And I'm so excited about it. One thing we do with our kids, you know, talking about making memories is when they turn 13, they go on a trip with either dad or mom, depending boy or girl. And so Aaron has taken the boys all on trips. Stories got interrupted with COVID, but we're still getting that on the calendar. And then this is what we're about to start doing. And this is where I'm like, I'm going to need, you know, to save some pennies here. But each kid, when they graduate and they're 18, they get to go anywhere in the country with anywhere in the world with mom and dad. And so my son graduates next year and he wants to go to Japan. And so we'll see what the world is like. And we may be heading to Japan, the three of us. And I look forward to that, almost that mom and dad and kid, you're about to go into the world. Let's go spend the last couple of weeks together. And I'm excited about that, you know, and I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. I'm going to borrow that one. Please do. Please do. Well, I love hearing parenting stuff. And it's funny, not because I think any of us are like amazing parents. I think we're all just doing the best that we possibly can with loving our kids. But I want to talk about your newest book. All right, Jeannie. Okay. Don't miss out. And you wrote a book all about the Holy Spirit, which let's be honest here is that... (laughs) 
depending on even what kind of denomination you grew up in, what your family situation was like, even saying the Holy Spirit, people automatically have just this wide array of ideas and thoughts about that. So Mm -hmm. A, I want to hear from you, like what led you here? Because I know people write books because of their own experience and journey. And so Mm -hmm. what led you here to this? And then we're going to dive into some of the things that you learned throughout this. Well, to your point, I opened one of the chapters by saying I could have just as easily named this book, How to Lose Friends and Not Make New Ones. (laughs) Because, (laughs) or this is a book you read on an airplane if you don't want the person next to you to talk to you. Because it is controversial and it is layered. And there's so many misconceptions about the Holy Spirit. There's so much misunderstanding because of the abuse that's been done in His name that's not of Him. And so I never in a million years thought I would write a book about the Holy Spirit as I said earlier, I stumbled into writing. So I didn't know if I'd write a second book. And after my second book, I honestly said, that might be my last book. Like maybe the Lord will help me go back to adoption social work. And then a couple of years ago, I was praying a very simple prayer and it was just, Lord, I want all of you. I want all of you. And I don't mean that in blessing or, you know, gifts. I I just want him. Like, I'm just so hungry for you. And it becomes out of a a very real knowledge of how badly I need him. Like when you say none of us are amazing parents, like if anything, motherhood has revealed my weaknesses. It has revealed my need for Jesus. It has revealed my need for the Holy Spirit. And so just a simple prayer. I just want all of you, whatever that looks like, Lord, I just want more of you. And Very soon thereafter, the only way I know how to describe it is I became curious about the Holy Spirit. Like I was suddenly just curious about him. And and to be truthful, I hadn't paid a whole lot of attention to him, even though I was raised as a preacher's kid in a Presbyterian church that also happened to be a charismatic church. I really kind of put the Holy Spirit in a spiritual gifts box. Like that's Mm, like some people have the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Like he's for spiritual gifts in our lives. That's kind of his primary role and totally realize all of the other distinct functions that he has in our lives. And so as I prayed that prayer, and then I just became curious, I began to see his name in scripture in places where I just kind of perused over it before and really started to wrestle with the question, I know that I'm supposed to live in the power of the Holy Spirit, but do I actually know how to do that? Do I know how to live in the power of the Holy Spirit? And it was really clear to me that I didn't. Like, what does it mean to grieve him? What does it mean to quench him? And so one of the first things I did is I called my mom and my dad and I said, what are your favorite books about the Holy Spirit? And my mom gave me a couple recommendations. They were all amazing. Catherine Marshall and Francis Chan and Billy Graham. And I devoured them all. And she said, but I'm just curious, what's making you want to study the Holy Spirit? And I laughed and I said, I think it's the Holy Spirit. And really, I realized this was, God was going to reintroduce me. That's what he did. He reintroduced me to who the Holy Spirit is, what He does, and why it matters so much. And I just became insatiably curious. Mm. And I remember my dad saying, Jeannie, just start in John chapter 14, read 14 through 16, read it slowly. Look for what Jesus said about the person of the Holy Spirit. Start there. And I was so, I remember where I was sitting in my office when I read John chapter 16, and you get to the part where Jesus is preparing his disciples for his ascension. And he says to them, it is better for you that I've returned to the Father so that the Holy Spirit will come. And that just stopped me right there. Like, how did I not realize in all these years following Jesus that Jesus himself said, it is better for you that I leave so that the Holy Spirit will come. In other translations, it reads, it is for your benefit 
it is to your advantage. And so I wanted to answer the question, why is it better for me? Why is it to my advantage? Because I responded a lot like the disciples did in that story, right? Scripture says they were filled with sorrow. Mm. And I think a lot of us feel that way. Like we say, Jesus, we don't want quote unquote, just your spirit. We want you, we want you, Jesus. And as he went on to explain to them, but the Holy Spirit is me. It's the spirit of God. It's the spirit of Christ. And and you're no longer going to be dependent on my physical presence because now if I return to the father, I can take up residence inside of you. I will live in you and I will give you everything you need to live out the gospel and to spread the gospel. And so that's really where it started for me. I was like, why is it better? Why is it to my benefit? Clearly I'm missing something. And I'll be really honest, Jamie, it's one of those things where something starts to change you so profoundly so quickly that I was like, whoa, hold up, Lord. (laughs) I know what you're doing. Yeah, You're going to lead me to write a book about this and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do I don't want to do that because I'm not qualified. I'm not Billy Graham or Francis Chan or Catherine Marshall. And, and it's too complicated and it's too layered. And I remember, I think it was Billy Graham's book. If you read the introduction, he talks about how he didn't want to write a book about the Holy Spirit because he didn't feel qualified. And I was like, all right, well, Billy Graham doesn't feel qualified. Then none of us are qualified. So I might as well go ahead and do it because I do know the Lord will teach me what I need to know. So it was just an incredible two years, honestly, of studying the Holy Spirit, welcoming the Holy Spirit to get in my business. And I knew that that was going to hurt a little bit because I knew there were pieces of my life that I hadn't fully surrendered to him that he was going to need to work on. And and so I knew that was going to hurt a little bit in the most beautiful way, right? These are, this is good pain, but he brought some conviction to areas in my life that needed convicting while I wrote. And it became the book I couldn't not write. I Mm. couldn't not write it because I was talking to women that I do life with who also love Jesus and follow Jesus. And they felt the same way I did. They're like, I mean, I know the Holy, I mean, I believe in the Holy Spirit. I affirm the Holy Spirit. I believe in Trinity. I recite those seven words in the power of the Holy Spirit, but I don't know that I do much life with the Holy Spirit. I don't know all that he is meant to do in my life. And mm-hmm. so as I discovered those things, I, I knew I had to write them down and share them. And I joked at this, you know, it might be only my husband and my mom that buy this book because <laughs> I really thought who wants to buy a book only about the Holy Spirit. And what I couldn't have seen two and a half or three years ago is the revival that was coming, the curiosity that would be growing among so many Christians where we just, we realize that we need him. We cannot do this without him. We need him for power. We need him for unity. We need him for, to spread the gospel. And so I'm just really grateful that he gave me the ability to trust that he would equip me in the writing of this book. And yeah, it changed me profoundly. And so it's been so encouraging to, it's been out for a couple months and it's just been so encouraging. People are saying it's really readable, but it's also really rich. And that's what I hoped it would be because this is a thing. And Jamie, you know this so well, he's so mysterious. The Holy Spirit is so mysterious. And yet he is so made known. Mm. There are so many things about him that are so beautifully made known in scripture that I was missing out on. I was totally missing out on. And so I don't want to miss out anymore. And I don't want anybody else to miss out. It's one of those things where I think when we hear the word, don't miss out, like you associate it with like FOMO, right? Uh Yeah. It's something you have to be invited to, or it's something you have to go chase down or, or figure out. And I think the beautiful thing about this invitation is that the invitation is don't miss out on what's already yours. Like you don't have to get invited. You don't have to go figure out how to be part of something. Like if you have put your trust in Jesus, God has put his precious spirit in you. It's already there. So don't miss out on who God has already given you, the benefits already given to you in Christ. That's the invitation. 
And it is a beautiful invitation. And I love that you explained the don't miss out is, and this is something that is already theirs for taking, you know, it's, we were talking about parenting earlier and I can't help, but think there's so many things that my kids have just because they're my kids. Like it's, they don't have to be invited into our family or into our moments because they are Ivies, like they are here. They get all of this, all of it. And that's how it is with us and the father and Jesus and the spirit as well. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 
So I want to talk about a couple of different things that you talked about in here. First, I want to say this. You went in and you said you learned who he is, what he does, and why it matters. Now, we're going to talk about some of the things that he does, and this book is full of what he does. If you could sum up, what would you say who he is? I think for someone listening, it's like, yeah, I believe in that as well, but I don't know who the Holy Spirit is. Yeah. Well, obviously, he is God. He is God, the Holy Spirit. But I think what we often don't recognize or talk about is that he is also the person of the Holy Spirit. He is a divine person with a personality, like an amazing personality. Like he has this dynamic personality. He has a mind, he has a will, he has emotions. And when we realize that he is a person, I think that changes so much because so often the Holy Spirit is referred to as an it, right? He's an it. So he's just a force or he's, we reduce him to the things by which he is symbolized in scripture, right? There's so many beautiful symbols for the Holy Spirit, a dove, fire, water. They hold so much meaning, but we often reduce him to those things. Like he's just a dove or he's Mm. just wind. Or I think worse, we reduce him to a power. Like instead of him being a person who gives us power and manifests his power in our lives, we just talk about him like he is a power, like we can wield this power. It's like what Simon did in in the book of Acts where he was corrected and rebuked for treating the Holy Spirit as a power that he could buy and purchase for his own benefit. And so when we realize he's a person with a divine personality, then it changes how we interact with him. It changes how we have relationship with him. And that was really profound for me because I've always said the person of the Holy Spirit. And yet that's never really landed on me in a way that it has in the last couple of years that he has a mind, he has a will, he has emotions, and we can do real life together. And it radically changes how you go throughout your day. I think that you're radically blowing people's minds right now that have never thought about (laughs) that as, you know what I mean? Like that this person. So I want to talk about the first one I picked is in your book. It's called He Champions Us. And I picked this one because I think so many times we feel so just weak and so weary and so down. Mm -hmm. And so talk to us a little bit about how the person of the Holy Spirit champions us as uh, believers. Thinking about when Jesus, again, back in the book of John, where he's talking to his disciples about when the Holy Spirit would come and he said, you know, he called him the helper. Mm -hmm. And the original Greek word is paraclete. And that word is so full of meaning that it can be translated in several ways. So the Holy Spirit is our helper. He's our advocate. He's our intercessor. He's our counselor. Oh man, he's our counselor. Wow. He's our strengthener. So there, but the one word that doesn't get talked about a whole lot is that he's our champion, Mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit champions you. So think about Romans eight, where it talks about, um, he helps us in our weakness, right? He prays for us in our weakness. I think about how he champions us in our weakness. And he does that by interceding for us, by strengthening us. But I also think about, um, I write this, I write about this in the book. If you can think of a friend or maybe it's your spouse, it's just somebody who is so for you, Mm -hmm. like somebody, you know, always has your back. Somebody who will hold up your arms when you are weak. Somebody who will pray for you as much as they'll problem solve with you. Somebody who will, somebody who sees the gifts that are stored in you. They're like, Jamie, I see what God stored in you. And I want to champion you. I want to cheer you on. I want to help you develop those gifts. I want to help you have the courage to chase those dreams. Okay. That's who the Holy Spirit is. That's who he is. That's what he was sent to do. And it's never for our own glory. All of those things are all about God getting 
all the fame and all the glory, but he wants to champion us and how I have neglected him and thought about all the ways he's wanted to champion gifts in me that I have tried to develop on my own or grow on my own or do on my, do on my own. So he's always at work championing us, whether we, and this is the beautiful thing, whether we realize it or not. Mm. I love that about him because I think about, and this made me so teary when I wrote about it. So he's been with me. He's been in me since I was eight years old, right? When I put my trust in Jesus, God put his spirit in me. And even though I didn't realize it at the time, he has been in me advocating for me, counseling me, comforting me since I was eight years old. But I have not paid a whole lot of attention to his distinct role in my life. But that doesn't mean he hasn't been at work. Like, I think that's amazing. It's not like he's in our heart crossing his arms going, all right, when you appreciate me, when you pay attention to me, when you welcome me, you know, then I'll get to work on your behalf. But until then, I'm just going to camp out here. Like, no, that's not what he does. Like he's been interceding for me all along. But once you realize that, once you know what a priceless gift has been stored in you and your posture toward him changes, then your relationship with him deepens and your intimacy with Jesus increases and you're more aware of him. So you're paying more attention to the nudges and the conviction and the leading. And so you just, you, there's more, I guess that's the point. There's more. It's not that the Holy Spirit isn't working on your behalf. There's just so much more mm. for us to enjoy and experience if we will say, all right, Holy Spirit, get in my business. Lead me. I will follow. I will trust you. I will go where you lead me. I will welcome your work. And I will, and this is a big one, I will yield to your authority in my life. Mm. I will yield because if we're grieving him and we're quenching him, then we're impeding the work and we're putting out the fire. So no, he never leaves. I mean, that's the beautiful thing. He never leaves. He will never leave us. He is the spirit of glory. He will carry us home. He is our seal. He is our assurance. So we'll never lose him, but we can grieve him and we can quench him. Mm. And so as I got to know him and fell more and more in love with him, I wanted to know what hurts the Holy Spirit. What quenches the Holy Spirit? Because I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to quench his work in my life. And so I guess once we just realize what he's up to and we're willing to welcome his work and kind of lead into his leading, it's just a whole nother level of living. It's Mm. like, it really is. You become so aware of the supernatural breaking into the natural on a daily basis. And for that, I'm really grateful. That's so good. And I'm thinking here and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm also thinking of the person who feels like no one's for me, like no one's championed mm-hmm. me. I have no one in my mm-hmm. life that does that. You know, you said, think of who does that the most for you. And I can think of people in my own life, thankfully, but I also know some people would think no one. And the hope that we have that the Holy Spirit is that when you don't feel it from any person in your life is a really, yes. really beautiful, you know, you mentioned quench the Holy Spirit. And What did you learn about that? Like, you know, the good news is he doesn't leave us, but that that can happen. What did you learn about that? And when you were studying? Yeah, well, quenching the Holy Spirit, you know, it's oftentimes associated with, you know, spiritual gifts and not using those gifts for God's glory, because our spiritual gifts are meant for the common good. They're meant to build up the church for the glory of God. And so, you know, revival's coming, right? I mean, we know we need the Holy Spirit and we need to lean into his leading and be willing to discover what unique gifts, because if the Holy Spirit is in you, you have a spiritual gift, you have at least one spiritual gift. And the invitation is to discover what that is. And then have the courage to trust him with that gift, to let him manifest himself through your life. Because it is for the church, it is for the common good, and it is for the glory of God. And so Priscilla Schreier wrote this amazing article about holy fire. And I quote her in the book about holy fire is the thing that distinguishes us. It is the thing that makes us distinct. It is the thing that will make people say, 
tell me about your Jesus, Mm. right? It's like what the disciples encountered at Pentecost, right? That's what happened. The Holy Spirit fell. He radically transformed them. People are going, who are these men? They They were scared. They were confused. They were denying Jesus. And now they're preaching the gospel with conviction and clarity and courage. And it led them to ask the question, basically, I'm paraphrasing, but they said, what happened to you? Tell Mm -hmm. us what happened to you. Tell us what's different about you. And the disciples always use that as an opportunity to basically say, let me tell you about my Jesus, Mm. right? Repent and receive the Holy Spirit. And so just like for us now, that holy fire is the thing that is going to make the love of Jesus contagious, the the adventure of Jesus contagious. And so that's the question I want people to ask of me, even in my failure, even in my weakness, right? If they can see the grace of God at work or the forgiveness of God at work when I you know, get it wrong, it's, I want the question to be, tell me about your Jesus. And it's mm. the Holy Spirit that it's that holy fire that's going to distinguish us and make people curious. And I just, I literally, I think about how long in my life I have underestimated the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. I have in many ways made him small. I underestimated what he could do and how he could do it. And one of the things that really struck me in writing Don't Miss Out was how when Jesus began his earthly ministry and the Holy Spirit, he was baptized and the Holy Spirit came and scripture so clearly says, Jesus, comma, full of the Holy Spirit, comma, was led into the desert. So Jesus goes out into his earthly ministry in the power of the Holy Spirit. So the same Holy Spirit who empowered Jesus Mm -hmm. is the same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, is the same Holy Spirit that filled the disciples and radically transformed them and started the church. That's the same Holy Spirit that is in you and is in me. And that is still blowing my mind. Mm. Like it's still blowing my mind because I never thought about that. It just didn't land on me like it does now, that it's not a mini version of the Holy Spirit. It's not a lesser version. It's the same Holy Mm. Spirit. And I think if Christians, if we would embrace that and trust him, because a lot of this is trust, Jamie, I really believe that. Like, do I trust him Mm. because of the way he's been abused, because of the way we've misused his name, because of all the misconceptions about him? You know, we're afraid he's weird and he's going to make us weird. And so we don't want anything to do with him, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's true, but if we're willing to trust him, he will blow our minds. He's so trusting worthy because he is God, the Holy Spirit. He shares the same essence and the same character Mm. as God, the father and God, the son. Mm. And so it's so interesting that we have mistrust of God, the Holy Spirit, because his character is the same. His essence is the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that is so beautiful that you write about in here also is how the Holy Spirit also makes us look more like Jesus. And you talk about sanctification and, you know, I think that's a trust issue as well. Like you were just talking about of trusting the process of trusting sanctification and, you know, a trap that a lot of women in particular, I would guess could get into was like, I just need to do all these things. So I'm a Christian. Like, I'm just trying to be better. What do I need to do to be better? And we want to check all the boxes and fill in all the blanks so that then we can like hold our head up high. And we know we are good Christian woman because we are doing these things. And you talk about how the Holy Spirit comes in and it's like, that's actually not how this whole thing works. Like this, you can't be any better, but he helps us to look more like Jesus through sanctification. And so talk about how the Holy Spirit helps us with sanctification. 
I think one of the biggest struggles that Christians face is what you just said, that we're trying to live the Christian life without the power of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is because our salvation narrative doesn't talk about the Holy Spirit. I think that Mm -hmm. has to change. You know, we talk about when you put your trust in Jesus, you receive eternal life. It's a free gift by faith. You know, you receive eternal life and that's, that's everything. That's incredible. But the other part of the conversation is when you put your trust in Jesus... God puts his spirit in you. So now you are not only given eternal life, but you are given power for the present life to live the free and abundant life that Jesus came and died and rose again to give you. And so what happens is, and I'm very much guilty of this, we try to live the Christian life in our own strength. We try to fix ourselves, save ourselves, sanctify ourselves. It's all on ourselves, right? And the Holy Spirit has freed us from that. I mean, that's the good news. He has freed us from fixing ourselves. He has freed us from sanctifying ourselves because that's his job. It's to make us more like Jesus. And he does that by leading us. I mean, so we have to let him lead us in the process of sanctification, right? I mean, Galatians 5, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. And then you won't be doing what the sinful nature craves because these forces are always battling each other. So we've been given the Holy Spirit to lead us into holiness, right? To make us more like Jesus, but we have to let him do that. We have to yield our stubborn wills to his. But I even think about Jesus saying he will glorify me, right? Because at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit's whole goal is to glorify Jesus. It's to make much of Jesus. It's to make him more and more beautiful to us. And so if we as Christians want our lives to be a love song for Jesus, then then the encouragement is to welcome the work of the Holy Spirit because that's what he will do. He wants to glorify Jesus. He wants to turn our eyes to Jesus. He wants to make much of Jesus. And so the larger he becomes in our lives, the more our lives will look like Jesus. It's just the natural overflow of him becoming larger in us, of him filling us afresh with his presence and his power. Yeah, Yeah, because at the end of the day, he's like, hey, look to Jesus, you know, just eyes on him. So I love that. I love that you can count on him. I mean, my new prayer is like, Holy Spirit, fix my eyes on Jesus. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to lift my head. I'm trying to turn my gaze. I'm like, all right, Holy Spirit, you're the supernatural one. Fix my eyes on Jesus. And can you keep it there, please? Cause I get so distracted. Yeah. Yeah. Even in that simple prayer that you're saying, like, you know, Holy Spirit keeps, fix my eyes on Jesus. Like it's this everyday thing of saying, this is my prayer today. This is my prayer today. And I think that this book is such a gift to so many people because it is, you mentioned it earlier that people have said it's readable, you know, and also full of truth, which I don't know why we can't have both, but people said that about your book, but it is so engaging and so understandable as someone coming in and you can go, oh, I know exactly what she's talking about. And so full of truth and teaching about the Holy Spirit, which is like you said, it's probably one of the things that people in the church are just going, I've never spent a lot of time thinking about this. And so I'm so grateful for this work. And maybe you could have, maybe you could have also titled it, girl, you can't fix yourself or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) But that sanctification stuff, that stuff for sure. That stuff for sure. Well, I'm grateful for this with your work on daring to believe that life is better with the Holy Spirit because I think it's going to be a huge blessing to so many people. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call. Text or chat 988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 
Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom. And supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's Next Level Supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no-cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. $0 copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply. I would love to hear from you what you're reading and what you're loving these days. What I'm reading, I just finished my sister's book, Surviving Savannah, which was amazing. So my older sister is an author too. And she writes, um, she now writes historical fiction, but her latest one was Surviving Savannah. I always get my letters confused. And that was amazing. Oh, yay. Yay. Patty Callahan Henry, go read her book. She's amazing. <laughs> and Sam Storms has a new book out, or actually it's not new, it's new-ish, but it's new to me. And it's about spiritual gifts and holy moly, I'm having to read it real slow. Yeah. And the highlighter and pen are out and he's just blowing my mind because it's funny when I started reading Don't Miss Out, my question was, what does he do? And I honestly thought, I don't know if I can get a whole book out of this. Mm. Like I'm going for it, but I don't know if I could write a whole book. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we cut 25,000 words because Jeez. seriously, because my question became, what doesn't he do? That's there, good. Like there's no part of the Christian life that he isn't and shouldn't be intimately involved in. And so now I'm, I just want to know more. And there's so much more for me to learn about him. I feel like I've barely scratched the surface on what he does. And so Sam Storm's book is really helping me with that. Yeah. And Maverick City Music is bringing me serious life right now. Me too. It's all just the time. so good. All the time. All the time. <laughs> in the kitchen, in the car. I love it. Jeannie, thank you so much for coming on the happy hour. Thank you for Thanks, the work yeah. that the Holy Spirit did in your life for us to be yes. the beneficiaries of this fruit that came out into this book. And so you guys check out, don't miss out. Daring to believe life is better with the Holy Spirit, wherever you get books. Jeannie, thank you. Thank you, Jeannie. Oh, I love her so much. And we could have talked for hours and hours and hours. And her passion for the Holy Spirit is contagious. And I hope that you learned something today. I hope you were encouraged with something today. If you want more, go check out her book, Don't Miss Out, Daring to Believe Life is Better with the Holy Spirit. Jeannie Kanyan is a beautiful author and a passionate lover of Jesus and his people. Guys, I also want to tell you that we have some of this conversation over on our YouTube channel. So you can see us have this conversation. Go over to jamieiowe.com slash YouTube and you can see that there. Don't forget, God Made You To Be You is available pre-order right now wherever you buy books. For more information, go to jamieivy.com slash kids. Thanks so much for listening to the Happy Hour Jamie Ivy podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to bring to you, and every opportunity we get to point us all to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is actually the number one way that people find out about our show because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that make us think, make us laugh, and point us to Jesus. Also, come find me on other places around the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm at Jamie Ivy, And we've been having some fun posting videos on YouTube as well. Sometimes you wish you could see the person I'm interviewing. Well, come over and find us there and you can. JamieIvy.com slash YouTube. 
The Happy Hour is produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Show notes are written by Abigail Castell. Graphics by Rachel Ray. The show is edited by the team at Podshaper. And I'm your host, Jamie. And I love every single week that I get to be here with you guys. Until next time, have a happy hour with a friend. Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom. And Supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, Supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's Next Level Supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no-cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. Zero-dollar copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply.